Let us open the Word of God to First Chronicles chapter 15. First Chronicles chapter 15. I need to preface our reading of this chapter by reminding you of what took place in Second Samuel chapter 6. King Saul, being the profane man that he was, had neglected the Ark of the Covenant his entire reign. Because before he was even king, when the sons of Eli had taken the Ark of the Covenant battle, thinking that the presence of that box would save them rather than their obedience, the Philistines had stolen it when it was finally returned after quite a pandemic of hemorrhoids and mice. They had left it there in the coasts of Israel. The King Saul, showing that he never had a heart for the Lord like David, never moved it. David gets into office. He calls together 30,000 princes of Israel, all chosen men, the Bible says, and he has a parade for that ark. He has a new ox cart built for it that nothing had ever been in before because it was going to be dedicated to the use of moving the Ark of the Covenant. But the Ark of the Covenant wasn't supposed to be moved on an ox cart. It was supposed to be moved on the shoulders of the priests because there were rings on the corner of that thing for staves to go through and there were specially crafted staves to go through those rings and onto the shoulders of the priests. And this is found in about the first ten verses of Second Samuel chapter 6. As that ox cart is moving along and David is dancing and they are celebrating and having a wonderful time because David did love the Lord, Uzzah, a priest, riding at the front of that ox cart, reached back to hold the Ark of the Covenant because it was shaking. It was about to fall. He was scared for it. And he reached back to touch it, and God killed him on the spot. David stopped right there. He was afraid of the Lord. They put that Ark of the Covenant into the man's house that was closest to that place on the highway. The place was called Perez Uzzah, because the Lord made a breach upon Uzzah that day. This passage here is after David watches the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite, because the man began to prosper. That Ark of the Covenant, that little four and a half foot box was taken off that new ox cart and put into that man's house and that man began to immediately prosper. David heard about that prospering and he knew that that Ark of the Covenant needed to be somewhere else so he could partake of the blessings. And now I read to you from First Chronicles 15. Verse 12. Verse 11. Now let's get verse 11. And David called for Zadok and Abiathar the priests, and for the Levites, for Uriel, Asaiah, and Joel, Shemaiah, and Eliel, and Aminadab, and said unto them, Ye are the chief of the fathers of the Levites. Sanctify yourselves, both ye and your brethren, that ye may bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel unto the place that I have prepared for it. For because ye did it not at the first, the Lord our God made a breach upon us, for that we sought Him not after the due order. 
So the priests and the Levites sanctified themselves to bring up the ark of the Lord God of Israel. And the children of the Levites bear the ark of God upon their shoulders with the staves thereon, as Moses commanded according to the word of the Lord. Amen Amen and amen. amen. I want you to notice in verse 13 that our God made a breach upon us for that we sought Him not after the due order. There is a due order. There is an order for doing things that God expects, and that's why it is due Him. And we want to give Him His due order in everything we do. Amen. Achan stole some things from the city of Jericho, and so the Lord made a breach upon the whole nation. Nadab and Abihu offered strange fire to the Lord, and God made a breach upon the two of them by burning them up at the tabernacle in Leviticus chapter 10. We want to do everything according to the due order that the Lord will show us, especially in His public worship where we are taking His name and worshiping Him. Now we want this to apply to all our lives, but we especially want it to apply in the house of God like in this particular case. And I want you to remember these words. The due order. How we keep the ordinances of God are very important. And we want to keep them in the way that pleases God that He expects from us. There is a reason we don't have a steeple on this building. We took the steeple off this building when after we bought it. Because the due order is not to have such a phallic symbol on the top of the house of God. There's a reason we tore the dry pastor baptistry out of this church after we bought this building. Because that wouldn't be following the due order. Because the Bible says that John and Jesus went down into the water. And that Philip and the eunuch both went down into the water. It says it very plainly. And so we want to keep the due order even if we could philosophize about it and explain it away and say that, well, truly and legally, it probably is a valid baptism. We want to follow the due order. Because a new ox cart is actually quite special for moving the Ark of the Covenant. Something new was designed, something beautiful was designed, something that hadn't been compromised by carrying anything else was created for that special occasion, and David made great pains and efforts at great cost. But that didn't mean a thing to the Lord. Right. When he says he wants something done a certain way, we do it that way. The New Testament says that we are supposed to sing, so we sing without playing. The New Testament says we are to sing psalms, so we have a little black book in your pews. It's called a psalter that helps us sing the psalms so that we can keep the word of the Lord. I want you to love the due order. I want you to fear doing anything that's not according to the due order. I want you to help keep this church pure that we will always follow the due order. David loved the Lord. God knew David loved the Lord, but that didn't matter, did it? It did not matter that David loved the Lord. That was not going to cover for the fact that he presumptuously, foolishly allowed the priests and the Levites to move that ark other than it had been specified in the law of Moses. Today we're going to observe a New Testament ordinance of baptism, and we want to do it according to the due order. Most Christians, as they call themselves, don't do it according to the due order. Ninety-five plus percent of them do not understand it, nor keep it according to the due order. And we want to revel in God's grace 
and mercy for opening our eyes, our hearts, our minds, and convicting us that we care about the details of God's Word. When others say to you that all God cares about is that we love Jesus, and He doesn't care about the details, they haven't read the Bible, they don't know the God of the Bible, they don't know the Jesus of the Bible, and they don't know the love of Jesus. Because Jesus said, if ye love me, ye will keep my commandments. And that's why we do the things that we do. We're not special. We're not special for what we're going to do today or what I'm going to preach today. God is special. And we want to honor Him in everything that we do. We want to follow His Word according to what is stated there. And we're thankful for having it. The due order. First Chronicles 15.13, I hope that you'll remember that, that God can make a breach upon a church when they don't follow Him according to the due order. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in Heaven, I lift up holy hands before Thee, part of Your due order. Forgive us our sins, lest we lift up unholy hands in wrath, or doubting. We come before Thee expunging and casting away and mortifying the anger, the wrath, the malice, the envy of our flesh. We doubt not that Thou art able to bless us this day. We thank Thee for the text of Scripture we have already heard this morning. That Asa prayed that when Judah and he had no power, it did not matter, many or few being on the part of the enemy, the victory would be the Lord's. And Heavenly Father, today we give Thee all the honor and the glory. And Heavenly Father, we shall justify Thee as we think upon baptism And as we look to the baptism of two among us who are committing their lives to Thee and to serve Thee with us, our Father in heaven, we are thankful for the due order that You have plainly revealed in Scripture. You have not made it confusing to us, and You have convicted us of it. And we confess and exalt Thee, O Lord, that we want to keep the due order in all of Your New Testament ordinances. What we do not see, show us before we displease Thee or You make a breach upon us. What we are doing that we should not do, Heavenly Father, show us and we shall end it. We are thankful for the New Testament Scriptures that are able to make the man of God perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. O Lord, open their pages to us that we might behold wondrous things out of Thy law. Keep us. Heavenly Father, by your mighty power through the Spirit of the living God, that we, the princes in your kingdom, and our wives and children, in our assembly today, might please thee well in all things that we do. Let every word that comes out of this pulpit, every word that is exchanged between us in moments of fellowship, every word of praise that comes from our lips, our reading, our preaching, our fellowship, and the baptism. Let it all be done according to your perfect will. 
and sanctify it through the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, by whose blood we are redeemed forever and our actions are sanctified in heaven. Be with your servants in every place that you have called and bless them to preach the word of God boldly and plainly and may their hearers humble themselves before it, embrace it, and obey it. Father, preserve our nation. Our nation is very foolish and very wicked. And we pray that you would continue to protect us under the care of our government, for which we give thanks. That we do not have a poll tax being taken of us in our homes by Islamic fiends like in the city of Mosul, Iraq. We are blessed with freedom. And we are thankful to be in this house this day. Father in heaven, preserve our government and its rulers We supplicate Thee, we pray and beseech Thee, and we intercede for them. And, O Lord, we're thankful for the Word of God that we have in our language. And though there be friend and foe alike that make fun of our King James Bible, we are thankful for it. Heavenly Father, we don't need the word Baptist or baptized translated for us. We're thankful for the transliterated word from Greek. Because we know what it means without going to any lexicon or dictionary. We know what it means by the testimony of the pages of Scripture. And we thank Thee for making things so plain to us. We love Thee, and we look forward to seeing the gospel declared by a burial and resurrection from water. Heavenly Father, be with us in this assembly. Lift up our hearts. Lift up our minds. Take away all the distracting thoughts that would so easily deceive us and divert us from giving Thee our whole attention and all of our affection. We confess that our flesh is weak. Sin rages within us. But, O Lord God, our spirits are willing this day. Have mercy upon us through Jesus Christ, forgiving us our sins and sanctifying everything that we do. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, in whose name we pray, amen. Amen.